How's it going? It's Jamie and Amar from Get More at Bats. Welcome to the podcast, Jamie, another episode where we show people in revenue, which is sales, marketing, and everything in between, how to self-source pipeline like a boss. Now, in today's wacky episode of Amazing Perspectives, we have an amazing story to share with you, which is about a CEO who has realized that, um, well, that ACVs are not where they should be. They're about 20% lower. And guess how they're going to make up that gap? They're going to make it up by randomly, arbitrarily, just writing it on a spreadsheet that that difference now is met by, drumroll please, marketing. Jamie, tell us why that idea is so anti-amazing. So I saw this on LinkedIn and I had to comment because what this CEO was calling out other companies was said, listen, here's a trend line. It shows that average contract values have fallen by 20%, right? Discounting is happening across the board around the world because people are just wanting to do a deal right now rather than batting zeros. So his call out was, hey, marketing, you're going to have to pick up the slack. This isn't just about social media posts and... TikTok videos, you're going to have to get into the revenue game. So he said, marketing's got to pick up 20% more pipeline. Okay. Now that doesn't mean 20% more pipeline from their goal. That means 20% more pipeline. If this was a, a thermometer going from zero to hundred, they need to create 20% of the total pipeline coverage Correct. above and beyond what they're already creating. Correct. Above yes. and beyond are the keywords. Above and beyond. So this is where this becomes spreadsheet math. Listen, I have been an entrepreneur for most of my adult life and eight out of 10 things never come true. We build things in spreadsheets that look great in spreadsheets that never translate into reality. And this is an example of, of one of these instances. So what you're saying is if you were to look across, Amar and I have enabled 600 global customers around the world. If you were to actually look at the percentage of sales quota attainment that is delivered from marketing, and marketing either gives the leads to BDRs to call out or they give them directly to AEs as a bit of a tailwind. Dollars to donuts, many of the companies we work with, and I mean many, like greater than 50%, the marketing team wouldn't even have created 20% of the total pipeline. And that would be a stretch. That would be a stretch. So yeah, the responsibility is on the AEs already. Yeah. And now you're asking marketing to go be two times better than they already are now. Okay, so one of two scenarios are going to happen. Scenario number one, they're going to be like, I don't even know how to do that. Scenario number two, okay, give me double the budget and I'm going to dump it into paid media. I'm going to, I'm going to like, it's going to be brute force paying my way to leads because I can't possibly create that organically. So now you just doubled your cost of customer acquisition. Your payback period just doubled you didn't become any better or smarter in this scenario. Can I add just one thing, sorry, right. that we yeah. should touch on? Is what will be the quality of those leads? Well, whoever knows. Like, I mean, the I'm just- so-called leads. Yeah, I'm just thinking right now about the lead actually happening. But you're yeah. right. When you force, when you force beyond, if you, if you look at like that Chet Holmes pyramid, right? 3% of a market is buying today. Another 7% is going, it's kind of like actively thinking. So now you have 10% of a market that's thinking. If you try to force 
that next rung, that like next 10, 20, 30% cohort up and, and like forced by, you end up with a lot of missed deals, like deals that happen, but bad churn, not great fits. You're putting basically round pegs in square holes. 100%. So here was what I proposed in this social media post. I want you to not just, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to give you an alternative to think about. So imagine you have a $20 million or $50 million book of business as a company. And you ask marketing to go be double the horsepower that they are today. So think of what they are today. Maybe they're doing 20% of of $50 million. So they're doing 10 million. You're asking them to double that. Okay. Now go get another 10 million. Or all of a sudden you've got 50 AEs, 50 AEs with a million dollar quota. Yep. And you ask each one of those to get 5% better. Okay. Now 5%, Amar, you're great with math. So you're now talking about 50 stacks. That's it. $50,000 times 50 people. Listen, you're not necessarily making up that whole that whole delta, but I want you to ask yourself which is more profitable. Probable. Is it marketing like blowing out of their mind, becoming Superman and actually doubling their horsepower, which you've never seen in the history of your business, or the AEs, they're selecting accounts a little smarter, they're planning them, they're engaging them, they're they're doing uh, great initiatives in the engagement to increase the three things that they can control, which is the volumes, the velocity. So maybe the deals are happening a little faster, the probability of close. So you're enabling them, them to be greater. And I use this analogy from Aristotle or his quote, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. So Amar, I'll pass it back to you. But this is, if I'm a betting person and you're an organization who says, I don't have infinite dollars. Do you want marketing to double their spend to go get you double the leads? Because that's what's inevitably going to happen. Or do you want to centralize some learning at a fraction, like a hundredth of the fraction of what you would be giving to marketing and just make your AEs better to you? Yeah, I, I obviously I agree. And I couldn't agree more because the whole premise is so crazy. Um, but it's crazy in its idea, but it's not so crazy, but very scary in that many, many, many people think like this. It boggles my mind why AEs are not given extra responsibility. Now, there are structural and I don't want to use the word systemic, but I'll use the word structural issues around why AEs are not given that extra burden. But if you think about it, Probability-wise, the AE is way more likely to meet an extra five, six, seven percent. Um, and by the way, so what that means is, if you have an AE on your team that's like at fifty-five percent of their number, that's it, just fifty-five percent of the number. They got to get to sixty-two percent of the number, maybe. They don't have to get a hundred and then an extra seven. Like it's just an extra seven percent from their present position. Just figuring that math out can save you a whole heap of trouble. Now, you and I are aligned on this. Now let's move the discussion to, well, how the heck do you actually do this? So tactically, tactically think about this. Number one, are you tracking your former customers? 
your former customers are five times more likely to buy from you again, right? Obviously, we're biased to that because our solution has that as a central feature. But ultimately, say, like, think, of, think, of, think of some math you're about to do. Get 5% better, yet 3% of your entire database is leaving your customers and changing on a monthly basis to other companies. Literally. So here's a piece to that 5%. So go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just by tracking former customers as one avenue to bettering your pipeline and revenue number. Second, new decision makers. Third, getting hyper clear with building out the entire buying committee of an account. Like just doing this stuff, this is like the bread and butter basics of an AE's job, but they don't have time to do it because just they've never been trained. They don't know how, maybe they don't want to for some of them. But either way, if if by following the fundamentals of an account executive's goal can better your output by an extra five, six, seven, ten percent a year, holy smokes, you can spread that and grow the business like no tomorrow. So I think to wrap up my thoughts, what I would say is this any revenue leader today that wants to put extra weight on the shoulders of marketing, it's likely not a realistic proposition. It's definitely not in our current times, which are- Not with flat cost structures, not with CRO, not with CFOs who are capping spend. You're not just gonna magically make double. Absolutely. The whole, the whole revenue organization right now is being challenged. The, you can call it the economy, but whatever it is, um, deal sizes are ACVs are getting squeezed. CFOs on the other end are helping to squeeze that number. We have CEOs coming in and saying close deals at any cost. So there's a lot of competing priorities and the poor AE, the account-based seller is getting caught in that. So the takeaway is it's not a realistic expectation to force us on marketing. You have to shift this to the AE, but you have to enable this AE. Getting them a tool with data, don't expect that that's enough. Don't expect it, it's enough. Like think about your time as an AE. When you got a tool, did you actually know what to do with it? Or did you take the data out of it and actually use it to its best ability? More often than not, you know exactly how that solution in your tech stack is doing right now. So that is my strong advice to all of you listening. Well, and team, this is, and I'm gonna wrap up by, as we were talking about getting 5% better, we do it in sports all the time. And actually, as Amar was talking, I actually Googled, a lot of us might jog, okay? And so running 10Ks, as in like a 10K event, you're all, you've all done it. And I've looked up what the average time, I'm trying to look up the average time that a person should be running. So I, I'm looking at it right now. I am 44 years old. An average male between the age of 40 and 44 should run a 10K event, which is 6.2 miles, in 53 minutes and 31 seconds. Now, Amar... Uh, you're way better at math. I'm not going to put. So if you were to shave five percent off of this, okay, what would that be? If you were to get five percent faster than this is the average runtime reported into the running room, 
in 2019, how much time would you shave off of 5% of that? So if it's like 53 minutes, take just e- easy math, take about three minutes off. Round okay. math. So it's about 50 minutes. Okay. At 50 minutes. Yeah. All that you've done, like you're not setting any world records here. All that you've done is improved. I'm at a grid right now. You've improved your runtime to that when you were in university. You are then the average male of a 20 to 24 year old. That's it. Like you just Massive. did a bit of a. So all that you did is you made incremental gains to your diet and, you know, your stretching routine and your pacing and your water intake, whatever it is. Couple little tactics. They all built up. And all that you did, you didn't win a marathon. All that you did was become a time traveler back to the jogging speed you had 20 years ago. That's it. The whole, the whole premise, yeah, the whole premise is it's easier to increase output per seller than it is in one big fell swoop in an organization that already has a hard enough time contributing to revenue. So that's the episode today, folks. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you agree. Remember to like, like, follow, subscribe, do all those things. And um, we'll see you very soon. It's Jamie and Amar signing out. Get more at bats. That's how we help you. And we'll see you very soon. Have a great day. Thanks a lot.